Now let the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. Our scripture readings for today come from the New Revised Standard Version Bible. And our first reading today is from Isaiah, chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. The word that Isaiah, son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. In days to come, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established as the highest of the mountains and shall be raised above the hills. All the nations shall stream to it. Many peoples shall come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us his ways and that we may walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth instruction and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between the nations and shall arbitrate for many peoples. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. O house of Jacob, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. We continue our reading with Romans chapter 13, verses 11 through 14. Besides this, you know what time it is, how it is already the moment for you to wake from sleep, for salvation is nearer to us now than when we became believers. The night is far gone, the day is near. Let us then throw off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us walk decently as in the day, not in the reveling and drunkenness, not in illicit sex and licentiousness, not in quarreling and jealousy. Instead, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. Our last reading today is from the Gospel according to Matthew chapter 24, verses 36 through 44. But about that day and hour no one knows, neither the angels of heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. For as the days of Noah were, so be the coming of the Son of Man. For in the days before the flood they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing until the flood came and swept them all away. So too will be the coming of the Son of Man. Then two will be in the field, one will be taken, one will be left. Two women will be grinding meal together. One will be taken. One will be left. Keep awake, therefore, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. But understand this. If the owner of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have let his house be broken into. Therefore, you also must be ready. For the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. This week marks the beginning of Advent. This year we look at Advent as a season of thanks. This week we look at how we are thankful for hope. And at first glance, some people might not see where the hope is in some of our readings for today. 
but our readings are mostly about being prepared in hope. When we look at our gospel reading in Matthew, Christ is talking about being ready. And if we let all that symbolism fall into place, his main point here is that we should be prepared, that we should have hope because the Son of Man is coming, that because he is coming at an unexpected hour, we can't put off what we could do today and do it tomorrow, that our hope needs to be for today, because we should treat every day as the day that our hopes are fulfilled. And I think it's important that we recognize that idea of being ready. Because I think sometimes we let hope be something that we have that lets us push everything off down the road. Hope for a better tomorrow. Hope that next year will be better, or the year after that. Hope for someday. I'm thankful that my hope lets me prepare for now. And we hear that in Paul's letter to the Romans that we should know what time it is. They should know what time it is. Everybody should know what time it is. It is the moment to wake up and be alert. That instead of doing things we know we shouldn't do, we should lay aside the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. That we should today do what Christ has called us to do, and let our hope reside in him. And I am thankful for that hope. Because for me, the hope isn't that a better day is somewhere off down the line. The hope is that today can be better. The hope is that now can be better because Christ is with us. Not just today, but always. And so my hope is that today can be better and it can help make every day after it better. My hope is that when the Lord is with us and we embrace the Lord, that it strengthens us to do what is right and what is good so that we can make today the day that others have hoped for. And we can be thankful that that hope has been written on our hearts. That as we prepare ourselves for the miracle that is Christmas, we let that hope be something that we live out every day. We hear it in the words of the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah speaks of a great hope for all the people. That the people will come to God. That they will say to each other, let's go so that we can learn. We can learn to do good. We can walk in his paths and learn his ways so that our lives may be filled with hope. As the people learn of God's love and learn to walk with that hope in their hearts, they will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations will not lift a sword against each other. They will no longer learn war because the Prince of Peace will be with them. That idea fills me with hope. Hope that it will come to be. And hope that it could be today. But it isn't a hope that is made for disappointment. 
Now you see, one of the problems that we often have with hope is that we get our hopes up thinking that we know what's coming. And then when it turns out we're wrong, we feel that something has gone wrong. I think that disappointment comes from our expectations of what each day is going to look like. Because we like to plan it out and know what's coming. We like to be able to say that we know what should happen and when it should happen. And people have been doing it forever. Making predictions, planning for exactly what they think will happen, and then finding out they're wrong. But for me, hope is the idea that every day things can get better with the hope that someday I can't imagine how things could get better. There's a reason I couch my hope in that way. Because if my hope is always that tomorrow will be the perfect day and nothing will go wrong, I'm setting myself up for disappointment if what I expect doesn't happen. But my hope is that every day shows me something new that reminds me that things are better in Christ and that things can be better and that things will be better. And that someday I won't be able to think of a way they could be better. But every day until then, I'll be surprised by hope. Because Christmas is being surprised by hope. I'm not holding out every day that only that someday matters. Because every day between then and now is another gift from God and another reason for hope. How many people could say that all their hopes are fulfilled because a child was born? Or would they simply ask, what child is this? And then the waiting would begin. We often get it in our heads that we are simply waiting that we are waiting for Christmas, that we are waiting for Christ, that we are waiting, waiting, waiting. However, we are not called to wait, but to prepare. We are to prepare the way of the Lord. The miracle of Christmas is that hope is born as a child, a reminder that hope is not in vain, a reminder that hope grows, that we should be thankful that we have hope in our hearts but it's also a hope that we act for. A hope that we nourish every day. That because we have the hope that God can make things better, we act through Christ to make things better. Because we have the hope in our hearts, we love others, knowing the love that we have already experienced with the hope that all will be able to experience that great love. that we carry with us the hope that God will always find a way, even if that way is something completely unexpected, even if that way is something that people would scoff at. Because I want to be able to say that we should go up and learn the love God has for us so that we may share it with each other, that we will have no need to make weapons of war, that we'll have no need to keep weapons of war, 
that we will have no reason for conflict, that we will have no reason to fight. There will be no reason to wage war because people will know and love peace. Some might say that hope is in vain, that we will never know that day. But I don't want to go to sleep on this. I don't want to close my eyes and forget about it. I still want to go up to the house of the Lord so that I can pray that that's what happens. I still want to be able to stay awake and know that if I put on the armor of light, that I fight to make that hope a reality. I want to stay awake knowing that if I had known exactly what would happen and when, that I would want to be there. That I was there to see that great love. And I'm thankful to have that hope as part of my life. Because hope can be hard. It's hard when you hope for a better future and see people actively fighting against that future. That people struggle against what would be good for them because it might help the wrong people as well. That it's hard to see that people will believe a convenient lie if it helps them to hate the people they want to hate. It's hard to see people ignoring God's truth that we should love one another. All because they have given themselves God's job. Sometimes it can be hard to have hope when the only thing people seem to be concerned about is what the streets in heaven will be paved with and not what it is Christ calls us for in this life, here and now. It can be hard to have hope when it seems like every day the news is filled with bloodshed and violence, all because we are afraid to turn from bloodshed and violence. Then I remember a child born and laid in a manger. A child born to be the hope of the world. Is he hope because he came to judge? Is he hope because he came to destroy? No, he is hope because he came to teach people how to love. Because he would teach us to have hope in love. That's the hope that carries me forward. And that is the hope that I build up in my heart, preparing myself for our Savior's birth. It is a renewal in my heart that I let hope live because love lives. That I let hope thrive because I know Christ is with me. Because I know God's love that lets me love. And I I'm thankful that I can see others in need and I can help. And for all that, I am thankful that in every act of love that I can show the least and the last that they discover hope. And for that, I am thankful that I can share a word of love and kindness and still hope in others of our Emmanuel, God with us. And if that hope bears love and that love bears hope, then I pray that I may always love to inspire hope 
and I can always be thankful for the hope that resides in my heart. That we may all know hope so that we may all share love, and that we all share love so that others may know hope, and that every day we hope that today will be a little bit better than yesterday. And every day we hope that tomorrow is the day where we can't hope for anything more. And that we will always be surprised by just how great God's love is. So let us share in hope. Let us build each other up in hope. And let us keep the hope that is Christmas in our hearts always. From this day forth and forevermore. Amen.